Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Clips or Die podcast. My name is Brian Dirty Sanchito, and I'd like to thank you for joining me today. There are a couple things that I want to talk about today, but I wanted to start off uh, with the first order of business of the rumors that Kyrie will possibly be traded to the Clippers. These are all rumors, of course, but I've seen on social media that um, it's been circulating that Kyrie would be interested in landing up with the LA Clippers. Um, a couple of other teams were also named the Knicks, the Heat the 76ers, uh, the Mavs as well. Um, It looks like those are other teams that are being named as possible suitors for Kyrie. Um, But this has been pretty interesting. I've seen on the LA Clippers subreddit that a lot of different people have been talking about this, giving their opinions on it. So I kind of just want to give my input as well as see what you guys all think about this situation. So with that being said, let's take a look at what Kyrie Uh, as far as last season. So last season, Kyrie played 29 out of the 82 regular season games. Okay. So that was due largely in part to the fact that, you know, without getting into the political side of things, um, mainly because of the COVID-19 vaccination requirements. Of course, the Brooklyn Nets being in New York, um, there was a little bit more strict vaccination uh, policies as far as um, being able to play So that really affected them and as well as other major cities that host NBA teams, you know, where NBA teams are from, um, they had uh, the cities had um, vaccination requirements. So that really affected the amount of games that he was able to play. So in addition to only playing 29 games out of the 82, um, they did go on to play the Boston Celtics in the first round of the playoffs and they actually got swept. So with the fact that KD and Kyrie were on the team. This is, of course, after they've traded for uh, James Harden. Or I'm sorry, they traded James Harden to the 76ers and got Ben Simmons in return. Of course, Ben Simmons didn't play because of all the drama that's going on with him, with his back. So seems like it's not a fun time to be the uh, Brooklyn Nets front office. But with that being said, the the Nets essentially were not able to make it out of the first round of the playoffs, which is pretty crazy because I remember seeing the posters of James Harden, KD, Kyrie, talking about how they were going to be the new super team and no one was going to be able to beat them. So it's pretty crazy to see how the actual, uh, what, what the actual turnout was and what the actual results were. With that being said, would I want Kyrie on the Clippers? Well, the only way that the Clippers and a lot of these other teams actually that are potential suitors would be able to um, acquire Kyrie would be if he opts into his current deal um, and the Clippers made a trade or these other teams made a trade. So in order for the Clippers to make this happen, uh, they would most likely have to package Marcus Morris and Luke Kennard with uh, some sort of future pick or picks, uh, most likely, maybe instead of, you know, instead of having multiple picks maybe throwing in a you know uh one of our newer rookies like brandon boston jr jason preston uh something like that um so with that being said i would be all for this trade if it wasn't for the off-court drama that Kyrie comes with um it's because of his off-court antics that i don't think the clippers will make a trade for Kyrie. the clippers have um come a long way in the in the recent years um, to get to where they are now. Um, their locker room seems to be in a good place uh, with Kai, uh, I'm sorry, with Kawhi and PG and just a lot of the veterans they have, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, 
uh, Reggie Jackson. Um, and then a lot of the newer guys like, like Terrence Mann seems to fit in pretty well. Luke Kennard, Zoo. So, I mean, I, I really love the chemistry of the team as is now. And I think that the Clippers um, front office is really happy with where it's at also. So we know how important, you know, a locker room can be um, and the team's overall happiness can be and how it can affect the ability of them to be able to, be able to win a championship in the future. We saw this with the Lob City Clippers. You know, I think uh, J.J. Redick talked about this and I think various other Clipper players from that time um, have come out to talk about it, how, you know, their egos, along with injuries, of course, but the egos was a big reason why, you know, we didn't see as much success with the Lob City Clippers as they could have had. We also saw this recently a couple of years ago with the whole bubble situation, you know, when Lou decided he was going to go out, you know, to, you know, have a little bit of fun in Atlanta and... We also had um, some drama in the locker room that was coming out. And with um, <clears throat> Trez, of course, um, it never, I think, was very um, clear that that was the case. But I think everyone kind of speculated that it was him that caused the drama. Um, but with that being said, um, the locker room and happiness in the locker room and happy, happiness amongst the teammates is very important. So recently, a couple days ago, actually, Lawrence Frank said when kind of asked about, you know, what he thought about the Kyrie situation, um, he said that the front office, when they looked for players, they wanted to look for players that can be counted on every single day to do what they do at the highest level. Now, with that quote, without going any further into the quote, because it was a little bit of a longer quote, quote, but without going any, any further into it, um, if we stop right there, Kyrie does not fit into this category. So for all of these reasons that I've just mentioned, I don't see the Clippers making a trade for Kyrie. And to be honest, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with other teams taking him. Because if we see what would happen or what opportunities might come up if other teams take him, well, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has been monitoring the situation as it's been reported. And well, if Kyrie is traded or if he can't come to a sort of any sort of agreement with the Nets, then I think it's a very, very, very high possibility that KD could say, I want to get traded. So if he becomes available and demands a trade, then I think the clip the Clippers should definitely make a run for him and see what what it takes to get Kyrie. Um, I'm personally a big fan of uh, I'm sorry to KD. I said Kyrie. I meant KD. I'm personally a big fan of KD. Um, I love his style of play. I think he's great. I love. I just love watching him play. Um, and though we might have to give up more for him, uh, I'm okay with that personally. Uh, I'm okay with giving up, you know, more future assets if it means that it puts us in a better place to win now. As much as I love this team as it is, and I really want to see this team win a championship as is, KD would be awesome. And I think that anyone that said otherwise, and anyone that said that they would not make that trade for KD uh, to their team, I think they're out of their mind. Additionally, there's been other rumors coming out today that, you know, KD is just not happy with how the Brooklyn Nets front office has handled the Kyrie situation. And it's almost like he's feeling that, you know, the front office is kind of like the villain in this case, or that's what it's kind of being seen. Of course, this is all reports. This is all speculation. Um, 
all coming from quote-unquote sources, so we don't really know what to think until we actually get the information straight from the horse's mouth. Um, so that's what I think. Let me know what you guys think about the Kyrie KD situation. Who would you want if we were to do a trade, you know, in your NBA 2K world? Which one of these would you take and who would you be willing to give up? Let me know. And let's get some conversation going about this. Now, I'd like to move on to Nick Batum. So Nick Batum, the commander of the Batum Battalion, shout out to Clipper Spencer. I believe he's one of the, a huge Batum fan. I've seen various pics of him on, on Twitter, dressed up in his attire, going all out, supporting the Batum Battalion. I think he might have started the Batum Battalion, if we're being completely honest. But with that being said, Batum has declined his option for another year, which I think it was about $3 million or something like that. Um, it was I saw it reported by Woj. But, you know, many fans are worried about this. I myself was worried about this when I saw, it, saw the news also. However, Batum, I think he's likely to stay with this team. You know, he's become a fan favorite. I love Batum. Just crazy for him to go, like he said personally himself, he went from his lowest point of his career the Clippers gave him a chance, and he really kind of just uh, rejuvenated his career. And he's been great for us, and he's such a key player for us. So another thing that Woj did tweet with saying that he declined his option, he did say that you know the Clippers and Batum have mutual interest in a deal. Along with that, Clippers also have bird rights. So they can offer him more without worrying about the cap situation that they're already in. So it's going to allow, I think, more flexibility than other teams may have. Not only that, I don't think that Clipper fans should be too worried. And the reason that I say that, I don't think that Clipper fans should be too worried. And the reason that I say that is because Batum himself said that he basically is grateful for... Ty Lu believing in him and that he's basically going to stick with Ty Lu until Ty Lu decides that he no longer wants, you know, Batum to be sticking around anyway. So I don't think we're really too worried about that. I think what we're going to kind of have to focus on moving forward. Um, and Lawrence Frank said himself that the main focus of the front office is to retain um, most of our free agents. So with that being said, the other free agents being like Isaiah Hartenstein, backup center we need to try to retain him because he's been really good for us he was really good for us last year i completely understand if he wants to go get paid somewhere else and i'm sure there's going to be other teams paying him but he was working out in san diego with a bunch of other players so hopefully there's a, that's a really good indication that he'll stay fingers crossed guys additionally uh, amir coffee amir coffee is another person that we maybe want to looking to resigning. He really flourished last season. I personally, in the beginning of the season and, and, you know, in previous seasons as well, I personally had kind of given up on him if I'm being completely honest, but he completely redeemed himself. He completely earned the contract. I think we should try to resign him as well. Um, and then from there, um, I think we'll be in a good spot. We have to, I think we have to take zoo's option. We have to pick up that option. In my personal opinion, zoo is a very, um, I don't know how to say it, but there's a lot of fans that love him and there's a lot of fans that hate him. I'm on the camp that for what he gets paid, he does his job and he does it pretty well. 
So I'm on the zoo. I'm buying all that zoo stock. I'm all about it. So with that being said, let me know what you guys think about free agency. What should the Clippers do? Are you guys worried about losing some of these key players? Um, some of our free agents, let me know what you guys think. I also did want to talk about um, our draft. So if you guys did or did not know, the Clippers had a second round draft pick. I believe it was the 43rd overall draft pick. And with that draft, that uh, that actual pick, they actually ended up picking up Musa Diabate. I believe that's how you provide uh, pronounce it. He's out of University of Michigan. He's a center. And um, he's definitely going to be a project. He's not going to be a player that we're going to be seeing getting minutes with the Clippers next year. He'll probably spend the majority of the time in the G League. With that being said, that's okay. However, it can be a little bit worrying knowing the history that the Clippers have with, you know, bigs like Diamond Stone, Fee, uh, Oturu, uh, Bryce Johnson. So we'll see how it works out. I mean, what can you really expect for a second round pick like that? At this point, you know, it's it's really just about seeing how it goes and seeing if he can develop. I'm really hoping that the Clippers training staff can really help him develop into, you know, maximize his potential and become an NBA ready player and really thrive within the Clippers organization. It'd be awesome to see him playing along um, Brandon Boston Jr., Jason Preston, Kawhi, PG in a couple of years and then to it down. Hopefully we'll see how that goes. I did want to also talk about the three other players that they signed to an Exhibit 10 deal. So the Clippers actually ended up signing three other players to an Exhibit 10 deal. And it looks like they're going to actually be facing off, kind of going to be playing their hearts out to try to get that final two-way contract. So to be a little bit more specific, the three players that they signed are Justin Bean, Mike DeVoe, and Lucas Williamson. Uh, Lucas Williamson and Mike DeVoe are actually guards, and Justin Bean uh, Bean is listed as a forward. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I would expect them to be looking for a guard, but who knows? Justin Bean might be really good in the summer league, but the reasoning that I'm thinking that this two-way spot is actually opening up is because it was also reported that Jay Scrub is kind of wanting a contract. Um, which is kind of mind-blowing considering the fact that he's been out with injuries the last, you know, the majority of the last couple seasons. So it's kind of hard to believe that he would be, you know, almost demanding a contract, or at least that's how it came off on the on the report that I read. But, um, you know, it's kind of it kind of sucks to see that because I had high hopes for Jay Scrub, you know, coming out of JUCO. He was, you know, the, the number one overall basically JUCO player. And so we didn't really get to see much of him get get to see much of him play. But at the same time, even though I would love to see him continue to play on the Clippers, there's players like Coffee who actually earned their way. You know, I had basically almost given up on Coffee, but he really proved that he was worthy of, you know, that that spot on the team and that contract. And he did. He earned it. So I think that Jay Scrub, you know, if he would have been smart, he would have just tried to earn it. But at this point, you know, it, it looks like they're going to give and, you know, a, another guy an opportunity. And I'm hoping that one of these guys, you know, really does does pretty good in the summer league, which is only a couple weeks away. And we'll get to see and, you know, we'll get to see some Clipper basketball. And hopefully one of these guys stands out and, you know, we'll get to see them in our G League next season. And we'll get to see them develop into, you know, an actual player that we can have on the team and that can uh, put 
and can have a positive impact. So we'll have to see how that goes, but um, I'm really excited. Um, you know, second round picks, but, you know, I still get excited about them because, you know, with players like Jokic and, you know, there's been numerous other players that were drafted in the second round that turned out to be really successful players in the NBA. So we'll see how that goes. Additionally, I did want to also talk about the Clippers jerseys, the leaked jerseys. I'm not sure if you guys have gotten a chance to see those, but Clippers actually had two jerseys leaked by at Casey Vitelli on Twitter. So go ahead and check them out. He does really cool mock-ups of all the jerseys um, for the different teams in the NBA. But he did post two jerseys for the Clippers. So one is the statement and one is the city edition. So the city edition is, you know, a little bit different from what we've seen, but it's got some common uh, colors that we've seen before. So they went ahead and they went with black, which I'm a fan of black. Um, And on the actual jersey itself is actually script writing in lowercase that says Los Angeles. So, um, you know, it's a pretty basic jersey. I would have loved to see a little bit more uh, variety in this jersey whether it be, you know, adding some uppercase letters. I know that's being picky, but, you know, that's what I would like to see. Um, Another thing, too, you know, considering that the statement jersey that has been leaked is also black. Let me talk about that first before I go back to the city edition. But the statement jersey, uh, of course, has the Jordan logo. It's got the flags um, on the left-hand side, um, which is a throwback to, you know, the San Diego Clippers, as well as the uh, I believe it was the city edition that we had this last year. Um, that was the blue uh, city edition jersey. So it's kind of a throwback to San Diego Clippers and the, that jersey from last season. Um, so you have that. And then you have the Mr. Cartoon Los Angeles San Andreas font on the front of the jersey, which I love. You also have the red and blue on the collar, which is cool. These are probably my favorite you know, design jerseys. I have a Kawhi jersey of these and I really love this design so with that being said with that statement jersey being black I think it would have been really cool to have a red or different color uh, jersey for the um, city edition so we'll have to see what happens you know of course these are all mock-ups but hopefully someday we get a red jersey back it'd be awesome who knows Um, I'm really thinking that the Clippers are going to really look into possibly rebranding in the next couple of years. I'm hoping for a rebrand. I was never a fan of the current logo and, you know, they kind of got away from that logo, the original Clippy logo. I know we got a lot of hate from that logo and people were clowning on the Clippers for that logo when it first came out, but I was never a fan of the LAC um, Clippy looking logo. And um, I'm really hoping and I've been hoping ever since they announced it that we would get a new logo and a new, you know, rebrand. So we'll have to see. Um, Hopefully it's not a full-on rebrand. Hopefully they just redo the logo. But I know some people are hoping for a complete rebrand, especially with the Intuit Dome opening up in 2024. Some people are wanting to see a complete rebrand, but I would just be happy with the logo and possibly, you know, color rebrand. But we'll have to see how that goes. And um, let me know what you guys think about that. Uh, in the comments below. Uh, I'm really excited to see the new stadium and open up in a couple of years. And um, I'm really excited to see, you know, what other jerseys come out. If we do get a rebrand and and a brand new logo, it'd be awesome. But I, you know, I've been hoping for it for a long time. And I know that a bunch of Clipper fans have also been hoping for that. So we'll just have to wait and see. 
with that being said, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode right here. Um, let me know if there's other topics that you guys would like to, you know, see in future episodes. Again, this is my very first episode, so I would appreciate any feedback that you guys have. Clipper Nation, um, I, I really want to know what you guys want to hear more information about. Um, you know, really quick, this podcast for me or this whole Clips or Die thing for me, it's just a way of building the Clipper community with the offseason and with us not having made the playoffs and stuff. I've been really bored. I, I love the Clippers and, you know, I'm always excited to hear new Clipper news. And so for me, this is just a form for me to be able to continue talking about the Clippers and uh, being able to, you know, hopefully build a community where we can all, you know, talk about the team and, you know, just support each other because as Clipper fans, especially with the team across the hole, we get a lot of hate. But, you know, I think Clippers have really turned things around in the in the last couple of years. And I think we're due for a championship soon. And I'm really hoping that 2023 is our season. I think if we can stay healthy, we're going to get there. But um, I really love the support. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you've gotten to this point, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to the whole episode. Um, if you guys want, if you can please share this with your friends, family, fellow Clipper fans, and just smash that like button if you think we're going to win the championship this uh, coming season. Uh, but other than that, you know, please uh, subscribe to stay tuned for more episodes. And I'm going to try to get this on like a Spotify podcast, um, all those podcasting apps, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for your time and I'll see you guys next time. Have a great day.